Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the podcast where we talk about every single item, every single enemy, every single everything in the Binding of Isaac. I'm William Hughes, and I'm joined, as always, by a guy who doesn't want to end up as a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard, Gary Butterfield. Good pull. Thanks, man. I listened to a fucking lot of Paul Simon as a kid. Paul, Paul Simon's great. Like, you could do way worse. Paul Simon's really good. It was Paul, Paul Simon, Simon and Billy Joel, and I stand by Billy Joel. Well, I stand by Paul Simon. Let's fight. Gary, what's your favorite Billy Joel song? Um, I mean, there is one. I, I, I don't dislike him that much. Uh, uh, Allentown is my favorite okay. Billy Joel song. No. All right. See, I'm more of a Down Easter Alexa kind of guy. I know I, you th- are. Then I'm... You know, uh, I, I have a lot of like respect for the plight of uh, small fishermen. Uh, the degree to which my bandmate Andrew hates Downeaster Alexa is incredible. Go on, but that's that's really it. He gets real mad thinking about Billy Joel, and like, whenever it comes up, he's just like fucking Downeaster Alexa. It's so sad and beautiful, and it really makes you think about how uh, there's no price. They're not letting you pay by Snapper here. <laughs> what happened there? I, I couldn't remember the exact <laughs> lyric. It's something about how, like, they're, they tell me I can't sell no stripers. Something like that. <laughs> he names a lot of fish in the song, Gary. <laughs> it's mostly about listing all the fish that Billy Joel I mean, it is a song about how he's having trouble selling fish. Yeah. Relatable. It's one of the most relatable songs ever written. (laughs) uh, That's the thing about Billy Joel. He's a real working man's man. Uh, Provided you work at some kind of dock. Someone was passing around. I've been thinking about Billy Joel because someone was passing around the clip of him doing uh, uh, whatever the song is from Oliver and Company. Okay. Why should I worry? Wash and Oliver. That's a that's a great song in a great film. I don't know what it is. Oh, Oliver so. and Company. It's an animated film in which Billy Joel stars as a cartoon dog adapting Oliver. In a cartoon Twist. dog yard. It's a it's a I think it's a Bluth uh, okay. animated thing. Gotcha. Uh, like Cool World. Much like Cool World, or the movie where all of the dogs go to heaven. Yeah, all dogs go to hell. Uh, speaking of the only way we'll ever go to heaven, it's redemption. It's redemption, baby. Uh, a good item. And again, on the list of items I've gotten. Hey, that makes Gary of us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is a, uh, an item that, uh, this has no item pool on here. I know I picked this up, but I do not remember where. What does it well, mean? It's item because- pool, none. It's because it has a unique spawn condition. Uh, this item only spawns if you have, uh, if you were, it's complicated. So okay. if you've taken a devil deal during a run and then you use uh, some of the newer re- uh, repentance items that will generate angel room items. Yes. So for instance, like the, the confessional, uh, things yes. like that. There is a chance of this spawning instead. Yes, that's that's where I got. I got it from a sacrifice room, not a. You not know what, Gary? Uh, yeah. Oliver and Company was a Disney film. I, I misspoke. Oh, no. it's a it's a lesser 1988 Walt Disney uh, production. I see. What do we got? Uh, what, do we, what do we got on the? We got Joe Ranft. Oh, this is the story. What? That's the story about. Okay, oh. starring uh, Joe. It's Joey Lawrence as a small cat. Uh, and then we got Billy Joel, Bette Midler's in there, Cheech Marin. 
Robert Loggia, <laughs> Gary? I'm not going to lie to you. This sounds awful. Robert uh, Loggia from Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie? I love Robert Loggia, a.k.a. Skeletor from the Master of the Universe movie. Uh, but yeah, that sounds awful. Joey Lawrence? Okay, but it's but it's it's adapted from Oliver Twist by Dickens. But what if they were like cute little animals? And they sang Billy Joel songs. If if the if the characters of Oliver Twist were actually animals, the plot would be so much different. Like they wouldn't. Well, they wouldn't uh, be thieves and stuff. Like they wouldn't be. They wouldn't talk. Um, They'd probably die in gutters and shit. They talk to each other and they steal sausages. Billy Joel is Dodger, a carefree, charismatic mongrel with a mix of terrier in him. He claims to have considerable street savoir faire. That's a line from the song. He is the leader of Fagin's gang of dogs and is Oliver's first acquaintance, as well as his eventual best friend and bodyguard. <laughs> so goddamn miserable. <laughs> What's wrong? What's so miserable about this good, this good, good, this good, good thing? It just sounds awful. I can't really describe it. It just it's making my skin crawl. Like, Gary Dom DeLuise I, is Fagin. I know. I'm just I'm imagining watching it. It just feels really bad. Like it's feeling me feeling me with bad feels, man. It'd be like watching Faces yeah. of Death or something. I, I don't, <laughs> it just feels bad. All right. So uh, we found the next comp. We need to do a commentary again sometime. They just take a we little do more need- work than Guppy does. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we got one on deck that I really want to do. It's just more work. Uh, we got to start doing something, though, because we are running out of items. Um, anyway, what this does is once you have it, you can go into devil rooms. You have a little inverted cross over your head. If you don't take anything, and I mean anything, so not just items, but like pickups and stuff, too, you get damage up. Yeah, techn- there's a couple like edge cases. Like if you if it's Krampus in there, uh, you can pick up the, the reward from killing Krampus. Yeah, you earned it. But but this is cool in the idea of like we we understand that deals with the devil are a consistent DPS raiser. Here's a way to get DPS outside of that system. Yeah, it gives you a a soul heart and plus one damage, which is you know nice. It's really good. If you like, there are a lot of times I'm trying to keep deals with the angel on the table. You know, angel deals. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'll get a deal with the devil. Deal with the devil will pop up. I don't want it. This is a cool way to maintain that deal with the angel chance. Uh, and get a little something as well. It's good. Yeah, well, except you have to have taken a double deal. Right, right. I mean, in order like, to spawn it. Yes. In in these uh, cases where I then get a angel room item or I get, uh, what is it, balance or something like that. Yeah, like, I might be slightly misdescribing how you, what the exact pickup I'm looking through yeah. it, but I'm looking through it from a distance because, oh, this is the same week as we're, we're recording this right after last week, by the way, everybody. So, uh, phone again continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something like that. It's, it's, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's a well, it's a good idea on theme and we all appreciate it. Yes. That's the least you can say about it. Uh, if you like this show, Gary, join my applause. Oh yes. Sorry. We don't applaud. Like, we've said a lot of shit about Edmund McMillan over the mm-hmm. years. I I don't know if we've ever ovated to him. I was going to say we don't applaud each other enough. I think remember, we applaud each other exactly as much as we should. Like 15, 20 minutes ago when I said Gal Pacino? Gal Pacino was like- really, Well, Gal Pacino was fine, and then... 
casting Natasha Leone in the part was exquisite. Yeah, I, I think that would have been a good uh, applause for me. But I also agree with you that we can applaud or ovate uh, Edmund McMillan. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, give, let's, think... let's give him two minutes of ovation real quick. Okay. All right. And if you want to hear the, how that two minutes of ovation ends, tune in Gary, next episode. You fucking coward! You fucking coward! No, I I segued into a joke where we do it for a minute next episode. I uh, I think I I mean I'm gonna cut. That's gonna fade. The listener's only gonna get about two seconds of that. But oh, that's uh, who's the coward now? <laughs> I think in some ways we're both the coward, my man. <laughs> Brayden would have left it in. <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't have a show anymore. <laughs> that's Well, and because of capitalism. <laughs> sure. uh, if you like the show, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and uh, give us some applause in the form of dollars. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yes. And then also give us applause in the form of ratings and reviews. Which I'm not going to bother to read this time. Yeah, no, re- we gotta, it's a no review week for Christmas. For Christmas, you've earned it. Because this is this is what when is what week is this coming out? This is coming out on the twentieth. So yes. Uh, but hey, I did do a Jesus guest times. I did do a guest appearance on a show. Ooh, do tell. Uh, I recorded a guest appearance on uh, Jaw Apprentice's Jolla Chance Place. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, it was really fun. We talked about Poirot with a focus on uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, very fun. I, lo- I love that movie. Mm-hmm. So, oh, which yeah. which one do you love? Uh, the, I mean, it was, I, boy, that's, I'm not very I deep on it. Yeah, it, sorry. I mean, there's a, it's just been, it's been adapted many times. So. It was a Channel 11 uh, adaptation. It was the one I could rent. I showed it to my game group before I ran Horror on the Orient Express, the Call of Cthulhu module. Is it the one from the seventies with Albert Finney? No. Uh, is it, it the was one more... with David Suchet? Let me I let me look see who David Suchet looks like. He looks like Hercule Poirot. He's the guy who played Poirot in all the TV versions. Uh yeah. Uh yes, it is that one. This is the guy. Okay, that one's so somber. It's very somber. <laughs> like I, re- I, re- he's, I really he's such it. a grump. He's uh, is just constantly people are just like, what does this mean? This and he goes, no. Like well, he's to be constantly fair, they're all lying people. to him the entire time. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, uh, great movie. Yeah, that sounds like fun. That's awesome. It was. It was a good time. Uh, you could check that out wherever Googling Jala Chan's place <laughs> sends you. Yeah, uh, and because we said wherever Googling Jala Chan's place sends you, it's time to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wherever Jeff Gululi sends you, Googling probably, probably to the ER. <laughs>
Nancy. Welcome to Everything to Guppy, the Binding of Isaac podcast that covers every item, trinket, character, and boss in the Binding of Isaac series of video games. My name is Gary Butterfield, and with me as always is my old partner, Jacob Marley, Will Hughes. Well, remember, there's two. It's Marley and Marley. It is Marley and Marley. I forgot about that. Oh, I mean, only in the only in the Muppet version. But Yeah, the uh, which is the best version of that. Hey, your lips to Brett Goldstein's ears. Yes. Uh, as always, my lips are Brett Goldstein's dick. It is the best version. Um, Gary, it'd be very funny if you were real into Ted Lasso. I, I, I'm not. I, I don't. He's one of I, the stars of Ted Lasso. That's, oh, gotcha. And he's a big fan of the Muppets. And he recently got to interview the Muppets about Muppet Christmas Carol. He has a bit I he see. did once where he did a, a, a really good medley of Muppet Christmas Carol stuff uh, on stage in like six minutes. That's the context for the random ass fucking thing I said. The uh, my context was I was imagining the phrase "your lips to God's ears" as "your lips to God's dick," and was I don't think uh, God would like that. I mean, he'd like it if he tried it for me. Um, Gary, do you, is that that sounds like a very particular kind of arrogance? Like I don't suck dick, but I bet I'd be good at it. I, that's basically what I was going through, and in terms of, I think that I would have the lack of respect for a god that I could make it still kind of good and dirty. I think that if you were really religious, you would not be able to do it well. Gary, are you suggesting you can't give effective to head to someone you respect? I'm saying that a religious reverence is it's like the literally the Madonna horror complex horror complex. You know, like you, you'd have too much reverence. You wouldn't be able to like God would be like, oh, stick stick your finger in my ass, pull my hair a little bit. And you wouldn't be able to do it because it'd be God. Whereas I could do it because I feel pretty neutral. Yeah, weird, because I consider any time I go down on a woman to be worshipping a goddess. I, I, God, I do love pussy, dude. Uh, yeah, but also, you, I, I, an actual divine being, I might not be able to stick my finger in its butt. Or, uh, so the average person might not be able to. I definitely could. Gary, the important thing here is that we all learned that when you say Madonna Horror Complex, you say it like it's a Netrunner card. <laughs> I've rezzed the Madonna Horror Complex. The reason why I say it like that is because I, when I say horror as a genre, I oftentimes do not say it with this extra extra syllable, and I'm trying to train myself so I'm not just constantly saying horror. I'm trying to say horror, so I, so you know, because they're they're fucking homonyms. It's annoying. Gary, it's spirit shackles. Yeah, it's spirit shackles, baby. We got that second week energy going. It's good. I love it. Yeah, going down on the G man. Hey, um, this is neat. I don't have this. This is neat. Oh, I I was gonna say this. And it's not worth saying, but I can't rest until I get it out. Uh huh. You're you're somebody who I trust more than the average like Twitter person. Is Thanks. Ted Lasso? Does it have redeeming qualities? It looks like ha- absolute dog shit to me. I like, haven't watched it. Okay. Uh, so I can only go off of my impressions of it and like, you know, sometimes I'll like, if I'm not going to watch a show, I'll like look at like wiki quote and stuff like that just to get a sense of like the dialogue and stuff. Yes. It is. I, so I think you might get something out of it in so far as 
you do have a certain appreciation for like the Mike Shore lane of pleasant comedies. I do. I do. This isn't Mike Shore for the record. This is Bill Lawrence who did Scrubs. Uh, it's just, it's constantly the only thing anyone ever says about it is how feel good and wholesome it is. Yes. Which is which is true of the Mike Shore comedies, but they're not marketed as such, which makes me feel like this is taking that element like turned up to 11. That is my sense is that it's a little too maybe nice to its characters feelings. But again, feel- like we're both sitting here speculating about a show. Treakly. We haven't. Yeah. I don't know if it's treacly. I think if it was outright treacly, I think more people would have rejected it. But I think okay. it is the kind of thing where it is not treacly, but at the end of the day, it wants you to feel good. Okay. And whereas I only like comedy where uh, it ultimately wants you to feel as bad about humanity as you can. I end up feeling very good uh, from what we do in the shadows. There's a goofy, there's a, there's a wholesome goofy to me. Yeah, I wrote. A, I wrote actually. I wrote a whole essay kind of about that and about Los Spookies, which people should watch. Los Spookies. They just canceled I, it because they're monsters. That that show looks great to me. I read that essay, uh, or read your not that essay. I read your first thing about them canceling it, and I talked to Liv about moving that up in our movie or watching queue because it sounds yeah, like my thing. There's a thing we're having like magical realism in play, and where the characters are just largely immune to bad things happening to them. Mm-hmm. Does it provides a wholesomeness to it? Like, ter- like the the characters in what we do in the shadows do terrible things. Oh like yeah! The funniest episode of this last season had them brainwash a man so yeah, many they, times they, his brain they give him a stroke. He dies. Yeah. It it is a weirdly soft hearted show though. It is like it it loves its characters like very much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so do I. Anyway, yeah. There's there's a whole lot there. Maybe I I, I will try Lo- Losa Spookies. I'm not going to try Ted Lasso. Um. For anything. So it just, it, I mean, I, I think Jason Sudeikis is pretty funny, although of course he, now he's, he's all wrapped up in weird. Fine. He's so boring. But like he paper, just looks the, boring. The, the, and the, the potato chip sketch. He does. He's done okay sketches and stuff. He's uh, the brother. He's the, with a uh, basketball round ball yeah. rock. Like it's just, I just don't, he just looks so bland. I, I just, I have a hard time. My eyes fall off him and I can't hear him and he just feels invisible to me. I mean, he's I he's the default handsome man for sure. Yeah, I but now he's going to have weird divorce energy. That's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to weird. That. My wife is with Harry Styles now. Energy. Oh, that's real good. Okay, well maybe I'm back in. He's um, going to have his Mulaney turn, and nothing's better than that, right? <laughs> John Mulaney has only gotten funnier now that he's gotten more complicated. Uh, I mean, now that liking episode, him has become a more complicated uh, prospect. His episode of documentary now was really funny, but I don't. Uh, of course, we're talking about spirit shackles today. Yeah. Of uh, Gary, please tell me about this because I don't know. I got it because it's a beast with a forgotten item. Uh, it's real cool. Uh, when you die, you spawn as a ghost shackled to your dead body, uh, no matter which character you're playing as, similar to how the forgotten works. And you have half a heart. You can't take any hits. If you can survive for 10 seconds, you come back to life. That's the item. Really cool. And then, and then it uh, it uncharges. You can't just keep yes. doing this. Yep. You need to grab. You need to get a spirit heart or a black heart, half or full, to recharge it. Uh, that recharges the item, and you now have a charge, where it's basically like granting you just an extra hit. You but know, in a like really it, cool way. Yeah, I thought about this really too, flavorful. Like, yeah. What were you gonna say? 
I was going to say, like, uh, like I, I, I had that same thought as I was reading the description. Like, technically, this is just an extra hit, but the theming on it is so cool. Uh, and you have, like, flight, so hypothetically, you can use this to, like... Yeah, yeah, grab, like, kill grab yourself something. and grab things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's a, an extra hit, but you can bounce back from it. You know, like, there mm-hmm. are enough times in Isaac where, like, it's a pretty close match. You know, like, I, I kill... Uh, I almost have them, you know? one more hit would make a difference and then I could go and do the rest of the floor and regain my health and stuff. A, bu- a buffer is a very fun thing to have in games. It's, yes. it, it, it provides a little bit of psychological comfort without being overwhelming. And it's an extra hit uh, in a, uh, a way similar to like a reusable one, similar to, uh, you know, you could also say the same thing about Holy Mantle, right? Mm-hmm. That's an extra hit, but it ends up feeling better than that because you can recharge it and get it, you know, multiple times per floor, not as often as Holy Mantle, this isn't as good, but it is a thing that like, it's an extra hit. You can recharge. That is a feel good item to me. Yeah. Uh, I think it is cool. And I do have the lyrics to Marley and Marley stuck in my head now. Oh no. Marley and Marley. Um, avarice and greed. We took yeah. advantage of the poor. Join in if you want. Just ignore the needy. I don't want. What should I do? if You, you told me what to do if I want. Uh, what should I do if I don't want? Um, donation to charity. There we go. Uh, have have uh, donated to Duckstream. Gary, I don't think I don't I don't think you get. Here's the thing, bud. Okay, you've already done such a moral good by doing Duckstream in the first place, right? Okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm being led into a trap, so I. I don't know how to answer. Why would I talk if I wasn't leading you into a trap? Uh, you know what? That's a question between you and your therapist. Like I, I can't don't have one. You. Couldn't tell. Yep. <laughs> can't stop. Won't stop. All right. Please continue as if I had said whatever answer is most advantageous to the trap. Oh, I'm just Gary. I kind of just want want to hear you say you've done a great moral good by creating Duckstream to start. Okay. No, I think I think it's a good thing I've done. Okay. All right, but. I don't think that you then donating to Duckstream is that much more moral good than just putting on Duckstream in the first place. No, not that much more moral good, but it, it, I think that it uh, is enough moral good to counteract me not singing that awful Disney song. So I, I think, well, Disney retroactively that, that, they bought it. That's that's what the you know the it's Oliver like calling, like calling the Star Wars theme a Disney song. It is a Disney song. It's um, a- the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only by happenstance the uh i'll be uh, hey man happenstance counts and horseshoes and hand grenades i'm just Gary, saying I'm it's just not saying you need to don't go ahead a comparable moral good but it does balance the scales that were established Gary, i just think that if you really wanted to to get this sin off of your off of your conscience that you should donate Start to a, a second charity. stream oh, okay uh i don't consider it a sin not to sing disney songs I do well, you know, religion's a tricky thing. I don't want to debate. It's with very you. tricky, uh, and I'm working on it. If I do my job well enough, it's going to get a lot less tricky. At least for Gary, a refractory would, period of about 45 minutes. Gary, I would love for you to have a conversation with your therapist about your guilt about not singing "Marley and Marley" from the Muppets <laughs> Christmas Carol. I feel no guilt. Well, um, I want that's. I guess that's what I want you to talk to them about is how you don't uh, feel any guilt. Are you a sociopath? I, it seems likely. Your, your your conception of therapist is me being going up to him and being like, "I don't feel guilt about this. Tell me if that's right or wrong." Yeah. <laughs> like, 
and then tell me how to cope with the fact that I've just discovered at age 50 that I'm a sociopath. <laughs> this may be a sociopath. It just means I haven't seen the Muppet Christmas Carol in a while. I don't understand the distinction between the two things you just said. You don't understand distinctions at all. If you, if you like this show, go to patreon.com slash DougPTV uh, and have donated to DuckStream. And leave us ratings, reviews on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict. Which we will usually read when I can pick up my phone without worrying that the headphone cord is going to fall out and I'll lose Gary forever. Yes. Do them for next week when it's all reviews. We're going to punt for time. (laughs) (laughs) We're running out items. So no ghost. No ghost. Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the podcast where we talk about every single item, every single enemy, every single everything in The Binding of Isaac. I'm William Hughes, and I'm joined, as always, by uh, the Broken Circle, Gary Butterfield. It's me. The it's Broken you. I, I cannot tell you how hard I was trying to come up with a good cracked orb joke there in the lead up, it, and I just didn't make it. Can I pitch something at you? Gary, like I love I think- it when you pitch things at me. One of the reasons why it might be hard to come up with a thing for this is shocking me and defying all logic. This is not a reference or anything. Like, what is I, what is this? I think it's just a reference to orb culture. Okay. Like the band? Like people just like, people just like, no, just like people like orbs. No, people do like orbs. But it's a cracked orb that when you crack it, you get knowledge. That sounds like a very specific pull to me. Like, this should be from something. Like um, Dune or like the Elric books or something have something like this. I think it's just general orb culture. I don't think that that you can make a connection between the internet's appreciation of orbs and well, but, what but this also does. Like, like fantasy appreciate, like an orb is a symbol of knowledge, Gary. An orb is a symbol of power. An orb a crystal is a, ball well, is a symbol of knowledge. But if you're a wizard, Gary... Knowledge is power. Hmm. But power isn't knowledge, which would Listener, be what you, you would need for you to be right about this. Listeners, I need you to go it, it, at Cole Ross, whether yeah. uh, an orb is better as a representation of power or knowledge. I would like to know that. Yes. But also breaking it, giving you knowledge is weird as well. well I just I feel like knowledge- this item... Yeah, it leaks out. It, it just, this is a flavor veil to me, this item. Gary, if you found an extremely powerful orb, right? Okay. Or a, an extremely knowledgeable, knowledge-filled orb, and yep. you smashed it into your forehead and it cracked, you don't think you get some eldritch whispers down there in your brain? I think I'd die. Well, you would die because your skull is weirdly thin. But it's really thin. I we haven't been talking about this. Like we make a lot of jokes about me not doing horseplay and me not doing sports and stuff. Yeah, uh, and you will all be ashamed of your words and deeds because it's it's because of my eggshell skull. Yeah, Gary's got a, a strict no roughhousing uh, policy. Because yes. me, I can shatter like Fina's egg at the end of the Dark Souls Three DLC. Uh, if, I, uh, I it goes poorly. I hate that that narrow casting worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't, yeah, don't, no, don't 
Yeah. I just, uh, this feels like a flavor fail to me. I don't know. Uh, right in about that. Does, do you agree with me about that? Or do you think that it, it, this makes sense? You follow it. Like, and to be clear, the two positions here are not, I hate this and I love this. It's, I hate this and, eh. I don't, I don't hate it as an item. I don't particularly like it. I just well, don't I'm talking think about the flavor. I'm talking about the flavor. Okay. Oh, flavor. Yes. Yeah. Whether you think it's a bad flavor or it's eh, flavor. Like to me, like if you break an orb, it's going to release some stuff. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It just, it, it feels like it should be a reference to something to me. Uh, More references than Isaac Gary calls or maybe some cool like meme references. What if they get an Elon item in there? Ooh. So, okay, Gary, as yeah. a person who's not on Twitter, and this is old news yeah. by the time this comes out, are you? did you see the video of him being brought out by Dave Chappelle? I did. Uh, okay, Because it, it broke out of, of uh, Twitter, and I did take some pleasure in that. Yeah. Uh, I still, everyone saw, so I'm not posting on Twitter, but I pop on every once in a while just because people send me DMs there, and I have to do, like, guest relationship for Bonfire Side Chat. Like, there's a professional reason for me to check it, like, email. Uh-huh. What I'm trying not to do is post or scroll, but I did pop on there and Twitter like showed me a bunch of discourse about it immediately. Uh, and I was like, okay. Uh, and for a moment I like sucked was sucked back in. Mm-hmm. Right. And I got to see uh, all of Musk's like defenders and himself defending this uh, very humiliating act. Yes. And it made me feel really bad. My, all of my immune system, like all of my antibodies are down for me not being on Twitter. So like I see discourse like that and I, I'm like, fuck, like it it feels horrible. Uh, I'm very weak right now. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to think of a good metaphor for like your, your psychic shields are down. And the only thing I can think is your fucking skull, man. I, I once, I gave you a noogie once and came away red. It came away wet. Yeah, like brain. wet and red. Yeah, wet and red, like wet and redies from, from <laughs> Little Caesars. Um, you oh, don't Gary, have to wait, but the, man, they're wet. Gary, we found the rest of the episode now. Um, <laughs> Little Caesars wet redies. Just <laughs> these giant stacks of incredibly <laughs> soggy cardboard. <laughs> you don't have to ready. wait. Like just like the only thing it says is like four ninety nine. You don't have to wait. They're lukewarm, <laughs> yeah, but they're done. Uh, <laughs> well, Gary, now I'm imagining that it, they're cardboard pizza boxes of soup. <laughs> you can eat a certain amount of cardboard. Think of it like a big soup dumpling. Hey, kids, great news. I was tired on the way home. So here's some bisque. <laughs> I got some takeout bisques for, for, from little, little soup sounds. A big uh, sagging yeah. pizza box of soup. It, I just uh, I uh, like uh, that comes in the, the red hot. Keep it hot container, like pizza shaped mm-hmm. bag. And you just open that and just uh, like, where should I pour this? And you motion them into your house, into the punch bowl uh, where they dump that in all the cardboard. Uh, from there, I'm, I'm maybe it's just late in the recording session. I'm very delighted by thinking about soup where soup shouldn't be. I I like soup where soup should not be. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of forbidden knowledge, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we should say what this does though, because it's kind of interesting. It is it is? Uh, it's a get hurt to advance item, which neither of us like, mm-hmm. but it's a cool version of it. 
uh, you pick it up. When you get hurt, it unlocks all the doors in the room. If there's a secret room, it'll open that. It reveals an un, a random unmapped room on the floor and will break any tinted rocks or crawlspace rocks in the room. It basically reveals secrets when you get hit. Yeah, um, that's neat. And those are good effects. Like, to, to, to spend half a red heart, mm-hmm. ideally, on this is, I think, very worthwhile. Especially, like... If you're running doors. with no keys or whatever, yeah, yeah, like you, you got it. You got a room where there's a treasure room and a shop. You can get a lot of value getting hurt there. Yeah, this is a good way to, uh, I guess, I, I imagine using this mostly after you've cleared the entire floor, so you can get the benefit of the random unma- unmapped room. Yeah, being a, being that'll a show you room. where to get. Yeah, the secret or the super secret. Yeah, um, but even then, then it's harder to find a way to get hurt. Like you it's have to find a fire or something or a spike. It's a little tricky. It's a little fiddly. Um, so this is neat, but it's not mind blowing, at least to me. Yeah, Gary, are we giving this uh, as we do every single episode? Are we giving this the official uh, everything to Guppy? Great, or I would give it an eh. No, it's not great. Please replicate the sound. Oh yeah. It's it's nasalier than that. Can you give me a little uh, bit sharper register? Uh, it's not sad. It's not uh, sad. You're uh, getting sadder. Stop getting sadder. Uh, <laughs> no, not horny. Uh, uh, that was pretty good. That's the same noise you okay. <laughs> I was preemptively gonna lose my fucking mind at you. <laughs> Like, it's like, listen, I need to perfectly mimicry this thing through through Discord uh, audio filtering. So not only does it come over the same way, but it comes back the same way. It's a fun game for me. It is a, it is a fun game. It's like it's literally a game of telephone, but with just noises. That we could revolutionize that. We should do that for oh, Duck Stream. Fuck, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Telephone, but only for orgasm noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought I was saying, <laughs> but I was saying, <laughs> and then weirdly you said, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, th- th- thank you. <laughs> thank you. Or worse, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. The uh, what is the what is the video game with the merchant that does the thing? Oh, I was thinking of the librarian merchant from uh, Symphony of the Night when you Great. buy stuff and he goes, "Thank you." Great. That's a great. Uh, orgasm noise what are you what are you thank you <laughs> what are you coming um come if you like the show head over to patreon.com slash duckfeed tv and give us some come and uh also for next week leave us a rating review on apple podcast or podcast addict not this week though come next week it used to leave the review this week though leave the, the yes leave the review this week to be read on next week's <laughs> Well, no, because uh, there's a back. It won't be read next week. <laughs> Leave a review to be read in the future, like you always do. But we're but we do not have an example for you, right? That's yeah, correct. Man, you, technically, you, you got 
You managed got, through about two five. minutes of long conversation to get to the basic thing we do almost every episode of the show. Yeah. Got it in five. Got it in five. Can't be mad. Thank you. Can't be mad. No ghosts. Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the Binding of Isaac podcast that talks about all the tainted characters in the whole goddamn tainted world. My name is Gary Butterfield, and with me as always is uh, Brock's Dark Mirror, Will Hughes. Yeah, hey man. Hey, Brock's Dark Mirror. Yeah, uh, it turns out I'm just the same as uh, as Brock Samson, though, because he's already like a multi-murderer. Yeah, but he's such a good guy. He's so likable. <laughs> he's killed a lot of people, Gary. Henchmen? Those are people, Gary. Somebody's not. They're human beings with lives, lives and dreams and hopes. The humor of the show. And he also did kill that football player. He did kill that. Uh, He he killed a lot of people, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, the non-henchman people killed that (laughs) football player early on. Started him on his path to murder. Kills a lot of assassins. Yeah, that's true. Frogmen. There's a lot of frog women. Frog women. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a morally kind of a complicated man. He's not. He yeah. kills a lot of people for fun. Yes. No, he but like, I mean, in, yeah, in the world of Venture Brothers, so did, yeah, no, it's great. It's a, uh, in the morality of the show, that's all right. You know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, Gary, I'm a little worried about how much of your morality you've handed over to the Venture Brothers. Almost all of it. Yeah. It's uh specifically Venture Brothers too, <laughs> not just a fiction in general. So yeah, Appa- apparently yeah, you can justify almost anything if you say that's what it was in the water at the time. That, that, that's what. That, well, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, um, you know what that means. You know what that's shorthand for. I do. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna capitulate to you, and instead of saying that in shows, we're just gonna spend a lot of time derailing every single conversation about old media with how problematic it is. I mean, Gary, uh, it's possible. Maybe you could just make shows that aren't about uh, old media for grownups, like old grownups. Why? I'm an old grownup. Why would I not? Why would I not make shows about stuff that's for me? I, Who do you think our audience is? We're doing pretty good. Like it's it's <laughs> like it's obviously there's a market for our old grownup stuff. Oh no, my phone has rung, causing a problem. Oh, convenient. Everything is everything is fine. Nothing. I haven't lost anything. Okay. We're good. Okay. Whew. You just got quiet there for a second. It's because, yeah, because my was, phone started. Because I wasn't listening to you. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Gary, a, nuan- a nuanced and powerful argument. I think it is. <laughs> I, damn you. <laughs> and I also said that, so you can infer that perhaps I also think that. I Do you walk that back? <laughs> do, do, do you think is any part of what you, that sentence true? <laughs> like, I said it so I can infer that you think it. What will are you talking about? You could <laughs> infer it. Can is doing a lot of work in there, admittedly. Can is doing a lot of work. If this is your first rodeo, you can certainly get gored by by old red. I, the I said bull this, in the West. I said the statement bluntly and without any uh you know jokes or affectations. I must certainly have meant it. God, I love to decode you. Just on a near constant basis. 
Oh, man. Oh, man. It's it's tainted character time. It's tainted character time. Motherfucker. Character. (laughs) I did it again. (laughs) Whoops. Um, this this guy's great. We're talking about Tainted Samson. Tainted Samson is really cool. This is uh for for being like the millionth of the Tainted characters that is like, what if Isaac was a melee game? This is a really yep. cool take on it. It's a great take on it, and it it is also another one of these where uh it's largely optional the gimmick, which I know doesn't sound like a a plus side, but it is to me. You know, yeah, your run is not entirely. Uh, depending on you engaging with this overhead. It's all upside. Um, he works like uh, Samson, same stats, um, but without the items that Samson yeah. would start with. Um, but he has a new thing. He has uh, a berserk mode hard-coded into him. Um, this berserk item, you can eventually get it for other characters. He just has it. Uh, even it doesn't show up on his item thing. It's just hard-coded into his body. Uh, and what that does is as you do damage or take damage, you grow more and more red. At a certain point, you go berserk. And when you're berserk, you get a big speed up, uh, a big fire rate up, a big flat damage up, but then you can no longer shoot tears. You swing a jawbone, uh, which is what Samson did in the Bibble. You also get like a, a sad girlfriend and your your other friend is a big uh, is a big skeleton man. And mm-hmm. you have a big sword. Uh, I was reading the wiki, the, the TV tropes for it recently. I guess you have like a weird ghost son. For the Bible? No, for Berserk. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got very confused there because I don't know enough about the Bible. Okay. I was like, maybe Samson does have a skeleton friend. He <laughs> does have remember a skeleton the Bible. buddy. It's Jesus. Okay, you don't remember the parable of Lord Bones? <laughs> of Skullion? <laughs> Bonicles, the 14th disciple. (laughs) And Jesus said to his disciples, remember the story of Femur Todd. (laughs) Yeah, you numbskull. Get this bonehead off my feast. (laughs) Said said Jesus. Here's a skeleton. Yeah, I can do a skeleton voice from time to time. You do. You do a great skeleton voice. I... When you go in berserk mode in this, you have five seconds of that mode, uh, which would be fine on its own. Again, all upside. But then you, uh, every time you kill an enemy, you get an extra second. And it persists between rooms. Uh, uh, yeah. So so mostly upside. Uh, the, the downside is that you are switched into basically being the forgotten. So you have a, a melee, a very powerful melee attack, but it is melee range. Yeah. And like... Anyone who's spent a lot of time with the Forgotten knows that, like, the the real bullet heli super bosses are not the easiest enemies to, in, like, work with at that range. So what you would do in, in with this guy is you have to wait it out, right? Like, yeah. if you don't want to go up and get right next to, uh, you know, Hush and hit him with your, your jawbone, you'd wait it out, which just means dodge for a little while without doing damage, which is a downside. But it's very minor because, like, on actual floors, you can clear them incredibly quickly. Oh yeah, you just you just run through it. You just kill because you you're doing what triple damage plus a damage mm-hmm. buff or something like that. 
It's a uh, it it's extra. It's a plus three damage uh, flat rate to your damage. Okay. There, uh, which is really good. Um, and the uh, one of my favorite things about this guy, and this is real silly, the way that they signal to you that it's about to run out is with three boxing bells, like fight bells, like ding ding ding. That's cute. It's very it's real cute and very satisfying. Like it's really effective. You get that I think when you have two seconds left. Um, uh, one yeah. really interesting thing about this. Uh, if you run out of health while this is active, you don't die. Yep. Uh, like a barbarian. And we did yeah. it. Yes. And you can run and grab some more hearts. You have five seconds, possibly, to go get some hearts. Uh, Gary, really I, cool. What a, what a little good boy. Gary, I don't like that we brought that full circle because I think it's going to create an expectation in the listeners that we're going to bring everything full circle. Like, oh, are you? I'm starting to get the uh, last episode of Guppy anxiety. Yeah, I, not about I, it running out, that. but about it needing to be good. The, the oh man, what is the final episode? Yeah, I haven't thought about that at all because we just said what we're going to pivot to. Um, yeah, because Gary, you and I are like I think we're both on the same page that when we run out of Isaac stuff, we will we'll do something. Pro- yeah, we will do a show together uh, that will probably have this vibe in some way. But I think Guppy will. We haven't talked about this. It, yeah, we we should talk about this uh, off air, but during Duck Stream. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, we do have to talk about this. Something will happen. We don't know what. We've made a lot of jokes about starting over from the top or switching to enemies or something like that. And it's not quite. We're not quite as close as we think because we do still have um, half a year, about half a year. Yeah, we have floors, we have items. There's still stuff, but we we are getting closer. Um, that is giving me a new that you gave me a new anxiety because I never thought Gary. about what to do for a finale. <laughs> yeah, you know? you're welcome. I mean, we've been yeah. holding back the beast uh, as the last episode, I think. But yeah, with my mind, I was just like, oh, since we're pivoting to something else, no pressure. But no, not true. Uh, this this RSS feed should have a nice finale. It absolutely uh, should. Uh, like maybe they'll put out the boy three. Oh my god! <laughs> your lips to the boy's dick. I don't my like that. I said that. No, don't yeah, say well, it. Don't I'm follow don't. the rules. You got to give him a kiss before bed. You, you know? do got to give him a, just a little kiss right on the glance. Just just like right on the tip. It's not even enough to get him hard. Just like, but I, I, speci- I already specified where the kiss would be. It's on the glance. Yeah, but not enough to get him hard. Not enough to get him hard. Yeah. Cutting all that. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> You're not. I'm, I'm adding it back in, baby. <laughs> oh, no, no, the Gary Vito. <laughs> the Noid. Um, yeah. I, yeah, oh, I don't what, know. What, uh, what, what if what in the finale we hear from future Gary? Ooh. The the lore implications, yeah. <laughs> like, the because uh, uh, I think the it? assumption is always from whenever future Will is talking, Gary must be dead, right? I must be dead, but I could also come back. Uh, you know, they could be in the afterlife or something. Um, it's possible they reconstruct me as a hologram, like a Tupac kind of thing. Yeah, even you a three. Uh, you know, giving you know the size difference, more of a three pack. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, um, yeah, six pack. The, get you fully uh, draculated. Yeah, yeah. Go, or get uh, uh, Kojima to scan me, and then I'll be immortal. You know? <laughs> what, a, what a reverse make-a-wish thing to have happen to me. After I die, I end up in Death Stranding 5. 
Can you imagine how the like how mad that makes me even just saying it coming out of my mouth? Oh boy! And do you, can you imagine how happy it's making me? I can. You got. I'm giving you a reason to live, man. You have to outlive me so you can make that happen for the ultimate act of like hell wish. Kojima-san, hello. <laughs> my friend Gary had stronger feelings about you than almost any other person <laughs> I've ever met, I, and almost anyone has ever met. I, I think more than most anyone, probably. I, I might he, take that record. He thought about you nigh constantly, it seemed. Yeah. He could not read your name without having incredibly <laughs> strong emotions. And it didn't matter what the context was. People could be mad at you or loving you. It gave Gary incredibly strong emotions just that you were being brought up. Often he would not even say your name and would simply refer to you as the creator. <laughs> it's an act of reverence. Someday I would like you to go back and listen to that ep- the, the Metal Gear Solid 5 <laughs> and just hear the way you talk about him. <laughs> this distant figure who has been the architect of everything wrong in your life. <laughs> He's like, it's like a, if in a hundred bullet scenario. <laughs> um can you please digitize his still warm corpse and I, yeah. make him podcast man in he's the, in my, uh, well he's not I, I i'll probably have you in a meat freezer but yeah oh that that's comforting to know because maybe they'll rejuve me you know they'll come up with a cure for um i probably won't die from diabetes but maybe complications resulting yeah, yeah, you die from the complicated. It's like, you know, a lot of people don't die from cancer. They die from You don't die from the fall, you die from the impact. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, kidney failure, whatever they whatever they it is that gets me. Well, Gary, uh we've hit 49 minutes on the recording session and it's gotten morbid. <laughs> <laughs> the, the um I got to steer like my <laughs> I got to steer one of my best friends away from just naming all the ways he's just likely just to die. The most likely ways for me to die. I might live, man. I did a, did pretty good on my blood sugar last time. I'm, I might live. Uh, been eating pretty good in cohabitation mode. Um, well, that, the, you know, the terrifying thing about that, Gary, is then realizing, oh, I've just been brought back up to everybody normal. else who just dies random. Yeah. No, no, I could certainly die random. I'm just saying that it might not die from chronic disease at like 50. Well, that chronic disease. Ooh, there might be some I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I might not. It's like a coin flip. Gary, you know, I'll take I'm those really odds, exci- baby. I'm really excited for you to live long enough to have your full Dennis Miller turn. I, man, I cannot wait to turn into an insufferable crypto fascist jerk. Yeah. Uh, You're going to be, be good great. at it. I think I would. I'm passionate. And and if you wanted to uh, make that do, you, you could take the, my uh, incredibly strong feelings I have for the creator and then just uh, fool me into saying things that are awful, you know, like it would show, like I would say all these horrible things. And then the twist would be, it would go into my brain. You'd see from my point of view, like the Terminator and everyone would just have the creator's face like John Malkovich, you know, (laughs) ah, the, the Terminator, John Malkovich metaphor pile up. We've all been waiting for (laughs) made sense. If you like this show, show, go to patreon.com slash duck TV. Listen to that Metal Gear episode. You can. It's good. It's, it's good. really good. Thank you. I thought so. I thought it was some more good work. Uh, I think we've been doing great work lately. The uh, um, you can Absolutely. also leave us I've really been enjoy- You know what? Hey, shout out to Watch Out for Fireballs. Gary's been doing really good on that. The new Minera episode was really good. 
Thank you. I think so too. And the Hong Kong episode I just edited uh, today, mm-hmm. really good. Recording the next one tomorrow, uh, quite good. Just uh, I think we're we're on a real roll. So uh, if you want to get very drunk listening to that new Monera episode, take a drink every time Gary gets mad at nouns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I do get sick of nouns. Um, adverbs next on the chopping chopping block. Uh, <laughs> patreoncom TV and then ratings reviews for the future. Adverbs are worse than nouns. Chewing on that. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I'm someone who writes adjacent to journalism. Uh, yes. So adverbs Accurate. are are generally frowned upon in. Yeah, nobody, nobody like creative writing teachers do not like them as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean a specific thing when I talk about nouns. I know you're talking about yeah. every fantasy book ever changing. Yes. Uh, it's what uh, TV tropes call. You should start using yeah. this. It's what TV Rab- tropes calls. Rabbits call a hit point a smurp yeah or whatever yeah yeah rabbits are smurps i think or something like that yeah that that's the thing i'm talking about and i would love it if you if you incorporated more direct names of tv tropes into your we, critical discourse we do it sometimes we have a show called adaptation decay i, I always forget that's from a tv trope oh that's um, true I, fuck yeah god you love tv tropes i it's a love-hate relationship i do love it not to the degree that i have like 700 tabs of it open I was going to uh, say, I hope everyone's phone. ready for the reading of the tabs this year. I really am looking year, forward. But... I wanted to get a tabs update. We need to let them fill up. I It's, yeah. oh, trust me, they were full last year, but it's, <laughs> it's bulky. That That's phenomenal. I cannot wait. Uh, that is a joyous moment. So many joyous moments in our past as people are hearing this and in our future, if we don't die. Yeah. I, uh, I think Duckstream <laughs> went great. Probably. Yeah. Again, if we didn't die. Is this the year that staying up until 6 a.m. and drinking that much coffee uh, does one of its unhealthy hosts in? We'll find out. Uh, that's going to be annoying for Nick. Just in terms of body movement. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is true. We're going to vibrate I, Nick into a. Yeah. Well, no, what I'm saying is uh, just in, in addition oh, to all moving of like our the, bodies. Yes, the legal there's a legal problem yes. and there's an emotional problem, but there's also just a, there's a huge logistics pound, problem. There's three hundred yeah. pounds of meat in my house that yeah. weren't there a you minute ago. You just got two new love scary. seats you have to move. Yeah. Uh, you don't know how you got them in, but they got to get out. <laughs> like it's just ten minutes ago, there wasn't a, a giant sack of three hundred pounds of meat in my house and now there is i wonder if nick still has that room he doesn't use that smelled kind of funny they told us about (laughs) last year and he could just stick us up there and like you know seal it with like corpse wax how is he gonna get us up there does he have a winch (sighs) does he have a winch no i don't think so he's got friends though that's right nick's likable fuck yeah very likable What's what's it like to have friends you're my friend. We got friends. <laughs> What's it like to have more than two friends? That I don't know. Um, that's not true. I just sent out a save the date for my wedding and I emailed 27 people. I got friends. <laughs> Didn't BCC anybody at all. So I've nope. got a lot of new email addresses to send guppy episodes to. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, I figured these people mostly know of each other. <laughs> I don't know who any of these fucking people are on this email. Well, you know who? Yeah, you do. Okay. There are landlords on there. <laughs> yes. Gary, we could have ended the episode 
Sometime we'll never ago. end the episode. We're in hell. <laughs> we died on Nick's couch. <laughs> the, we're a logistical problem for a man we like. <laughs> I'm so sad, but they're so heavy. <laughs> I love just like being really, really sad and just be like, well, <sighs> there's your problem. <laughs> I, I got to get several hand trucks. <laughs> the, the, um, uh, if we do it, well, let's make, there's a lot of murder suicide packs. This is neither because sure. this is just a death pack to the best of our ability. Let's do it at the same time while flanking Nick on the couch, like the nothing but trouble kids. <laughs> Gary, I don't know if your legal distinction of a suicide, murder suicide pack. <laughs> I said it wasn't. That's it legally was. binding. It's in a podcast. It's, ju- it's just a death pact. Yeah, it's just it's just a we're gonna try to aim, it's like if you fall out of a plane you can kind of aim yourself sure. you know yeah. it's like that if, if i see gary die i'll just yeah. stop willing myself to live yeah just speed it up just just <laughs> concentrate on getting your blood sugar up don't do anything gary, I, just... i've been trying to end this episode for like four minutes man <laughs> yeah i know it's gotta end now all right no ghost no ghost